0: Introduction. In reading the 18 years' worth of material that went into this second volume of my diaries, I noticed a few things. For starters, I have a lot of mice in my life. There must have been at least 300 mentions of them, maybe more. I came across them in my home and in my yard, in restaurants and banks. I even ran into mice on vacation, mine, not theirs. Then there are the ones described secondhand by friends or thrown to snakes and snapping turtles in YouTube videos. If combined, these entries would make for a whole separate book, an edge-of-your-seat thriller for cats. The only place I don't have a mouse problem is New York, where I have rats instead. Not in my apartment, thank God, but surrounding it, trying to get in. One of the mentions I had to cut involved one I saw near Times Square at 2 a.m. with a Cheeto in its mouth. A few weeks later, while walking in West Sussex, I found a wounded rat in a paper bag. I swear I could move to the moon and still find rodent droppings on my countertops. There were also an inordinate number of entries that concerned travel of one sort or another— Why so many airport stories? I used to wonder as I watched comedians on TV back in the 1980s, can't you talk about something else for a change? Then I started touring and realized just how much time these people spend getting from one place to another. Where there are cars and trains and buses and planes, there's going to be tension and ugliness. There's nothing I find more compelling, so, of course, my diary is filled with travel stories many of which involved hired drivers. That makes me sound very grand, but I'm only ferried around when I'm on tour. Sometimes I'm taken from one city to the next, but more often I'm picked up from some airport or other and carried to my hotel. If I had a license, I suppose I could rent a car and make the trips myself, but oh, the lovely encounters I would have missed, the hundreds of men and women I've fallen into conversation with and who have surprised... And delighted me. There are also a great many entries about litter. From 2010 on, I mentioned it every day, at least when I was in the UK. Exhaustive reports on how many cans and bottles I'd picked up that afternoon, the bags of household trash I'd found dumped by the roadside, the toaster ovens, and construction waste. Then I'd travel to another country and write about the litter I wasn't seeing. There's only so much of that a reader can take. I suppose. Left out altogether are the countless quotes taken from books and magazine articles I've read, lines and paragraphs that struck me as beautiful or precise. I've transcribed great chunks of Mavis Gallant's diaries, for example, but none of them made this collection, as reprinting them would have involved getting permission. The quotes made me look smart, so I hated to lose them. Likewise, I've left out reviews of the many books that have disappointed me over the years. I've always been excited by authors who disparage their contemporaries, the sort who forever have their dukes up, spoiling for a fight. But I don't want to be one of those people. If a number of these entries seem overproduced, it's because they are. When something especially interesting happens, a monkey is spotted at the Cracker Barrel, a woman tells me that her cousin had his arms chewed off by pigs in Mexico. I take extra care when writing it up in my diary, knowing I'll likely be reading it on stage. These entries, by and large, have taglines. They wave little flags. Hey, look at me. Many of the ones that work well in front of an audience I wound up cutting just because they seemed too self-conscious, too eager to please. Others I kept because, come on, his arms chewed off by pigs. As with the first volume, I've included a great many jokes in this book, ones I heard at parties and book signings. I wanted to put them all in, the good and the bad, but times being what they are, I don't know that my publisher could withstand the vast amounts of hate mail they would engender. Oh, offensive jokes. When, if ever, will your time come round again? As in my first volume of diaries, Theft by Finding, I'll remind the reader that this is my edit, a tiny fraction of what I've written to myself over the past 18 years. I haven't gone out of my way to appear thoughtful and virtuous, but could easily look much, much worse than I do in these pages. Again, I chose entries that I thought were funny or startling in some way.